Jeez. I hate people. I hate people. This is why they're the worst. Are you ready for it? Hi. Hey. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not going this week. Hey. And I'm so jealous. I know. Um, what's going on, Rach? Hey, haven't talked to you today because today sucked. Oh my God, today was the worst. It was so busy. Um, not much. We I just, I delayed this because I was finishing episode two of We Crashed. Oh yeah, what is that? It's a series about WeWork. <gasps> oh, oh and, my God, that was on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's good so far. Yeah. How There's, many apps? Oh, I'm on two. I don't know how many there are total. Oh, okay. But it's good. Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Mm. And it's very stressful, actually. But, you know. fun. Oh, I know. (laughs) It's real fun. But I'm only on episode two, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. The other thing I was like, should we discuss the Oscars? Uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been over talked about i feel like i haven't even looked up any comments about it that from people's from someone's story i heard that chris rock didn't know that jada Pinkett smith had alpecia is that what oh uh, now i have no idea maybe uh, did maybe didn't but i was thinking about it today and i was like i could not tell you one person who won an oscar besides will smith oh no i didn't i didn't watch his acceptance speech either Oh, it's cringy. I I watched a little bit of it. I was like, I can't. I didn't watch any of the Oscars anyway because I fell asleep. So I didn't see any of that till the next day. But yeah. And then it like made me sad that like I'm like, I couldn't tell you who best supporting actress was. I'd, even having not watched it, usually that's all over the news the next day. Oh yeah. I know. And it wasn't. Will Smith like ruined that for everyone. I feel bad. Oh, yeah, but I bet it was the same go-tos. They got it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Literally, I have no idea. I need to Google it. I know, that's true. They worked hard. I know their thunder was stolen. I mean, stolen beyond belief. Yeah. So I didn't watch it. I was watching Summer House. <laughs> I am so behind on Summer House. You they are? Just, yeah, they love a theme party. And it just oh, stress, stresses me. I'd be like, can we not, can we just... Have people over them? Well, you can tell that each cast member like gets a week, like gets a weekend to. Oh my god, my weekend would be the easiest. I know. (laughs) Our like our my weekend is gonna be drink your damn beer and sit around and talk. (laughs) Wear whatever you want. Yeah. Don't care. Well, that's what I'm like. God, so expensive. Lindsay's birthday. I was like, God, this fairy tale thing is like people went really all out. I'm like, I thought this was a very expensive. I'm like, can we just relax? Although last night was um, Andrea's, and it was just an Italian dinner, and people like wore their Italian stuff. But he started crying, and I'm like, oh. Oh, "That's the only time I've liked you." Oh wow, sad. I don't know. That's... At first, I thought he missed his family, which made me really sad. But then I, I don't know. He said something about Lexi. I was kind of in and out, but he said, uh, "I don't know. I think he liked this girl, and he, she hurt his feelings." Oh, that's sad. I know. It was the only time I liked him because I usually do not like him. I'm like, you're cheesy. I, I didn't like him in Winter House. I liked nah. him there. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, good. I need to catch up. My, my phone keeps popping up and an alarm says post shit. 
because that's just what I've got for Twinks. Uh, yeah. And I've been so lazy. I'm sorry, corporate's been draining me, but it is every day I just get a post-shit alarm that I set on my iPhone. Usually it's my calendar and I'm all organized on post. Uh, I know. But I just can't keep up with this corporate life no more. Gotta be done with it. I can't either. That's why I've been posting like once a week on the feed. So how we we divide up twinks. Rebecca has stories. Rachel has feed. Yeah. (laughs) And we suck at both. And we suck at both. Especially lately. I'm drained. Yeah. I'm drained, man. (laughs) Same. Oh, yeah. But that was a... Sorry. I'm just going off topics. All right. Speaking of going to corporate jobs on my commute, I'll listen to either YouTube. I know it sounds weird. I never thought I would, but there's this YouTube channel that talks about true crime and either plot twists or something. It's just interesting. Yeah. But I've heard more stories about these dumbass teenagers who <gasps> want to be together, this couple, like uh-huh. parents forbid it, blah, blah, blah. And then they kill a parent or something. I'm like, are y'all outside of your fucking minds? And then clearly, this one couple who did it, they're 15, no, 15 and 18 or something. And their parent, the whole story, the parents didn't want them to be together. And they killed her dad. Should this be an episode? No, I don't want to give, I don't want to give them light. I thought about it. Oh, okay. I don't want to give them light. They're pathetic because they have their own YouTube channel. And I don't know what the rule is with um, putting recordings of this. It's only interesting if you can see the YouTube that they posted because they post, they're like laying down next to each other and it's these two old shit kids. And like, welcome to our YouTube channel. And the girl goes, this is day three. And he says, after murdering her dad, just don't put that on YouTube. And they're just like laughing about it. And then he puts his arms around her. What? He puts his hands around his neck. He's like, it was just a little something like, eh, and starts strike, like fake strangling her. But then he gets kind of hard. She's like, okay, stop. I'm like, oh, y'all are fucking stupid. Ew. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, but they're in like jail, obviously. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But like, okay. So they got away with it for a couple of days and decided to make a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. my God. They were Whoa. so confident that they would get away with that they're gonna run away to la together and just live the life i'm like oh mentality my God. you idiots have i can't with it i know who do people think they are so no i'm i thought about it and i was like oh this is kind of interesting and i was like no fuck these kids yeah get out of here damn kids with their rock and roll music and <laughs> <laughs> marijuana cigarettes <laughs> i wonder who their favorite band is Blame the bands. <laughs> always the music <laughs> no it's your shit them. kid's brain i hate them it's so annoying it's been irritating the hell out of me well glad <sighs> you got it off your chest thank you and then the last thing i want to say because we haven't talked today yeah um onyx has been acting really weird <gasps> onyx is her german shepherd okay go on i encourage everyone to have a hundred pound german shepherd oh shut your go boy I'm scared. No, nothing. It was just that he's been like, this sounds so weird, but he'll like go downstairs or we're in renovation. He does not go anywhere without me and my husband. But randomly I'll see him come up from downstairs. I'm like, what the hell were you doing down there? Like, no, we haven't gone down there in weeks because we're about to renovate it. Mm -hmm. And then 
I went to pee and he came in and just got in the shower in front of me and just stood there staring at me, which I was like, this is weird. So much so that I called Barrett and I was like, Barrett, look at this. And he was like, why are you in there? But like just staring at me. It's like, that's weird. And he's just been more like very almost see now because he is getting old. But then last night at like midnight, he jumped on me in bed, which he never jumps on. So much so that it freaked Barrett out that he walked around the house with a gun. Being oh like, my God. is there someone? Does he did he see someone? But and wait, audience, it would be maybe that he would see someone because we're just going through some shit with some weird ass contractor that we hired and who's been kind of stalking us, but harassing and stalking. Yeah. Once um that has been settled with police and court, I'll fill you all in on it. But I'm just saying it now. If something happens to us, it was. Oh, my God. My face, my jaw just dropped. (laughs) (laughs) But then if anyone, if we all go get killed, then lift the beat so everyone can hear that I predicted this. This guy's a psycho. Yeah. And that it was. Oh, my God. It's not funny because he's a lunatic and I hate him so much. Oh, wait, there's motion at my front door. Speaking. Of. Oh, I know. So I just had to say it. But I would think if someone were hiding in our house, I would be like, rah, 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 rah. like he's, not, <laughs> he's not a shy bird. Yeah, I would hope so. He's a German shepherd. Yeah. So figure that one out. We have that video of that guy driving yeah. by and stopping and his, I mean, you even if that video is on mute, you can just see his head like the classic police dog throwback barking. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Everyone get a German Shepherd. Just do it. You know? Yeah, for sure. And then I said, I'm done. I'm done with my small talk corner. I know. I don't really have anything. Okay. Well, but hit me. Okay. So it's my turn. Right. It's not as long and complicated as Frank motherfucking Floyd. Mm-hmm. My last one. But um, it is so... And say it's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Okay. Well, I know this is weird, but I'm not going to tell you, like, who I'm telling the story about. Oh, I was going to. Okay. No, I'll tell you why later. And also, I'll tell you, I put this off a couple of days, people, because there was one specific question I had that I really wanted answered. And I was been looking for it, and I think it'll just come up naturally. So I'm not going to tell you what it was, unless you don't say it. I'll tell you at the end. But I posted on Reddit like an hour ago, and someone just <laughs> answered me, and she was like, "I'm actually writing a book on this case." Like, <gasps> so she knows. We now we're like, I was like, "Oh my god, tell me the name." Blah blah blah. It's waiting to be published. She said, "But damn it, hold on." Oh, I'll tell you the name of the book at the end. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because it's like, blah, blah, blah is the killer. (laughs) It is a dead giveaway. Oh, okay. So, sources are Talk Murder With Me. Karen actually covers it on MFM episode 137. And most of all, top source, joeturnerbooks.com. He also wrote a book on it, but he has a blog that, like, goes into good detail. So, if Karen did on episode 137, I'd... Guarantee I've heard this story, but oh, let's see. You, you definitely have. Oh, okay. All right. 
So it's 1986. Brian Andrews lives in Pepperell, Pepperell, Massachusetts. It's a suburb of Boston uh, with his two daughters, 15-year-old Annie and eight-year-old Jessica. He just lost his wife to cancer, their mom. Sad. Sad. I know. And so having to all of a sudden single parent, Brian took on a lot more work and was gone a lot. But Annie and Jessica were good. There was a big age gap, but losing their mom made them really close. So they were BFF. Cute. They had no, I know. They had no problem taking care of each other while their angel dad kept their finances afloat. Mm-hmm. How they old are fi- they? Uh, Annie is 15 and Jessica is eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're outside Boston. Um, so one day Annie gets a phone call from a boy named Danny. He's her age. But he goes to a different school. They have mutual friends. And he got her number from one of the mutual friends. Mm -hmm. So they, like, start chatting daily. Um, And she's liking them. But it's, it's like, it's 1986. Like, there's no social media, nothing. So he asks her out on a date. And it's, like, OG blind date. Oh, Annie and Danny. I know. It's cute. Uh, So she's amped. And so a couple weeks later, they decide to go to the fair together. He comes to pick her up when she... (sighs) I know. When she fair. The fair. It's so wholesome. That's what I was going to say. It's so wholesome. Mm. She was so amped to finally meet him in person. They've been talking on the phone forever. Um, He comes to her door, and when she answers it, she's disappointed. (gasps) (laughs) Isn't that sad? He's like a little big, a little chubby. That's okay. Has acne. He's short. Uh, She was just like. I know. He's just seen me when I was 15. Yeah, it's bad as shit. Yeah, you're describing me. That's true, actually. Yeah. Now I'm offended. Give him a break. Uh, She did. She's bummed, but she's polite. So they go to the fair. Like, after an hour of walking through the fair, they're chatting, whatever. And he's like, okay, thanks. Nice to meet you. See you never. I'm not into it. She didn't She's say a that. girl who knows what she wants. <laughs> no, she didn't say any of that. She was, like, nice, but she was like, all right, well, bye. Yeah. And, like, made it, I think, clear that this was going to be the one and only date. So they're like, great, see ya, carry on with life. One day, Annie and Jessica are chatting about their mom, and while Brian's not home, Brian's their dad, mm-hmm. they decided to do a seance. Oh, God. To, to try to contact her. Classic. They're, I know. So now and then. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, ma- it made me want to watch now and then. And then they did Bloody Mary in the mirror. Oh, duh. Yeah. They were certain nothing would happen, but they did everything like you're supposed to do. They like went up in the attic, <laughs> <laughs> lit candles, <laughs> held hands, sang songs, yada, yada, yada. Oh. Their dad came home and they like immediately stopped because they thought he'd get mad. Um, so later that night, they're going to bed and they start hearing tapping on the walls. <gasps> I don't know this story. You do. Mm, we'll see. But I got chills then. I know. So it's, they're like, oh my God, the seance worked. They get together. They start asking their mom questions and ask her to respond with tapping, which she does. <gasps> they like ask, ask questions, taps back. Um, they're freaking out, amped to be in touch with their mom, but they did not tell their dad about it. It went on for weeks. To the point to where the tapping got so regular that they it disturbed their sleep. All right, all right, enough. Oh my god! They'd also noticed the items in their room were 
like moved around and like various things around the house would move. Like they'd come home from school and furniture would be on opposite ends of the room from where where they left it. Mm -hmm. So once that stuff started happening, they were getting really scared that they accidentally contacted a demon and not their mom. It didn't occur to them of someone sneaking in their house, perhaps. Oh, no, because it was like constant. Yeah. Okay. And like it's in like they look and no one's there. I mean, Ooh, I feel like I know where this is going, but that's still, I still, this doesn't even sound familiar. Really? So they came clean to their dad. Brian was confident they were doing it themselves. He never experienced anything they were talking about. And he actually starts becoming really concerned about them and how they're struggling emotionally over their mom's death. <laughs> I know it makes me really sad Oh, yeah. because like, he was probably struggling too. Yeah, but like he has to be of, strong for his kids, I his know. daughters. He needs a mom for those daughters. I know. It makes me really sad. Ugh. Not fair. Not fair. So this goes on for months. One night in January 1987, the knocking starts up again while Jessica and Annie are in their front, front room alone. What? You said it goes on for months and then it starts up again. Did it stop for a second? No, it goes on for months. And then when they're in the front room alone, the knocking start like just oh, oh, like it starts up again. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At this point, the constant tapping has become so common that they said it was driving them insane. Oh my God. But this time it didn't seem like it was like tapping on the walls around them. It seemed like it was tapping from the basement. Ooh. So they so they grabbed a kitchen knife and head to the basement. By themselves? Yeah, the, Brian's at work. Oh, fuck. Okay. When they got down there, they see a message written in blood. It says, I'm in your room. Come find me. Shut the fuck up. I know. No, I do not. This does not sound familiar. The girls... Ha- Actually, I'll tell you. I when got- I re-listened... When I knew I was going to do this and I read Joe Turner's and I was like doing my thing, I re-listened to the... My favorite murder, and I did not remember it whatsoever. 137, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) It's good. Holy shit. So it says, come find me. The girls hauled ass to their neighbor's house and called their dad. Brian, again believing it's Annie and Jessica, who's doing all this for attention, sees the message, touches it, it's ketchup. (gasps) So he's like, all right, clearly a cry for attention, and immediately makes them start therapy. Oh. I know. He it's yeah. I mean he he just thinks he doesn't know what else to do. Why yeah, else could you? They're struggling mentally. The grief of their losing their mother is too much. So he's like, we're seeking help. Good for him. Yeah. Wait, I just had a flashback, but I think I know it. I know this episode. <laughs> oh my I god. Think jo- I think- Ugh, you're annoying. Keep going. Okay. Several weeks later, something similar happened. Again, the girls were home alone, hair knocking again. This time it's from Annie's bedroom. When they go in, they're greeted with another message written in red. It says, I'm back. Find me if you can. Again, haul ass to the neighbor's house and they call Brian at work. Same as before, Brian blames Annie and Jessica. And side note, the neighbor is 100% on the girl's side. Oh, good. He's, He's like, there's no way. Or she's uh, like, there's no way. Yeah. So they, she, they, he or she saw that terror in their eyes. And was yeah. Like, almost no, like, they're not making it up. Yeah. Aww. Believe so, kids. Yeah. Totally. They believe their kids when they see, when they're scared, just believe them. I know. So Brian comes home from work. He's pissed. Goes straight into the house to prove there's no one else inside. 
However, this time when he walked in, it was in much further disarray than they had described. And he was like, there's no way they would take it this far. So he goes upstairs to Annie's room to see the message they're talking about when he walked in. It did read the message. I'm back. Find me if you can. But it also had a new message added <gasps> that said, marry me. What? Marry me. Oh, okay. I'm back to not knowing what the hell. <laughs> so he looks to the other side of the room and standing there is a young boy wearing his dead <gasps> wife's dress, wearing her makeup and wearing a blonde wig. In one hand is a hatchet. <gasps> it's 16-year-old Danny, the boy Annie went on a date with. Oh, my God. I'm back to having chills, goosebumps on my legs. Oh, I'm, my God. Your gasp gave me goosebumps. And I know the damn story. <gasps> Holy shit. What the fuck's his problem? So you'll see. So, Brian yells to the neighbor. <laughs> what? Who hurt you? <laughs> You'll see. I'm laughing. It's not funny. It's really sad, but you'll see. Who are you? <laughs> Grab him by the collar and say, who are you? Yeah. Brian yells for the neighbor to call the cops. Danny launches at Brian with the hatchet and a struggle ensues. Brian finally makes it outside where the cops have already arrived. The cops run in and the house is empty. And they're like, how the fuck did he get away? Are you kidding me? So they start searching around to see how he even got in in the first place. One officer found a hidden crawl space behind a cupboard, which was built into the wall of Annie's bedroom. He opened it and saw Danny LaPlante curled up inside. (gasps) They haul him off to jail and keep their search going. And they discover that Danny had been living inside the walls of their home. The passageway where they found him curled up had been tunneled all throughout the house. And there were a ton of people throughout the house so he could watch Annie no matter what room she was in. Ew. Wait, where are his parents? <laughs> oh, no. That was, that was the question I was looking for. I, well, I'll get to his parents, but that is exactly where I was like, wait, what? Uh, that's what you put on Reddit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's 16 years old. I knew about his childhood, but I, did, I was like, still, okay, I'll get there. That's funny. I knew that would naturally come up, obviously. Duh. Danny had been pretending to be the ghost of their mom to torment them. It's believed he was planning on revealing himself dressed as their dead mother, clearly just to terrify him. But the fact that he was ha- had a hatchet suggests that he was planning to do much worse. Oh, yeah. Um, so he spent the following year in jail. He got released in October 1987. After he got out, he immediately returned to his life of being a piece of shit, and he stole <laughs> two guns from a neighbor in November 1987, and on December 1st, 1987, he broke into the Gustafsson family home. A 33-year-old pregnant Priscilla Gustafsson and her two children, Abigail and William, were home alone. Her husband, Andrew, was at work, and when Andrew came home, he discovered Priscilla lying face down on the bed. She had been raped and shot multiple times at point-blank range. Holy shit. I know. Andrew called the police, and the police discovered the two kids in two different bathtubs. No! I know. Oh, he's just demented. He gets his rocks off by terror. I know. It's real. It it makes me sad. They could never figure out the motive for the murders, but the fact that he escalated so quickly from, like, burglary to murder suggested that he just couldn't subdue them by hand and just freaked out. But who cares? Because he's a piece of shit. So given his history, police like immediately figure out he was responsible for the murders. A massive manhunt 
manhunt ensues. In a few towns over, he breaks into another woman's house, attempts to kidnap her, but she escapes. Yay. Wait. Sorry. <laughs> he murdered everyone on that December he, night and then flees. Oh, he flees. He's on the run at this point. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. He's on the run. Um, he goes a couple towns over, tries to kidnap someone. She escapes. Good. Get it, girl. Go, girl. Made his balls bleed. I know. It's a massive manhunt, so his picture's everywhere. So she's like, oh, it was home. So they zero in on this town and ultimately find him two days after the murders, Mm -hmm. hiding the only place he belongs in a dumpster. Oh, yeah, he does belong there. I know. So before I get to his punishment, so as it often goes, he had a very troubled childhood. He was psychologically and sexually abused by several adults in his life, mostly his father. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah. I know. He struggled a lot in school, both academically and socially. I actually read, like, people referred to him as, like, creepy and weird at school. I mean. Well, sounds like he was. I know, but can you imagine being tortured like that, too? I don't know. Tortured as being called creepy and weird? Come on. No, by his dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. God, sorry. I thought, oh, no, no. Sorry. I thought you meant kids teasing him by saying he's creepy and weird. Just no, he was like, just tortured. Oh, yeah. At home and then coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so. So, yes. That's sad. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people go through that and they don't. Okay. So he was diagnosed with dyslexia, hyperactivity disorder, several personality disorders so he starts going to a psychiatrist who wait for it starts sexually abusing him shut up during his sessions oh <gasps> isn't that sad that is so fucked up i know it's disgusting that is disgusting and i'm oh. pretty sure it started like a year after he went to him like started going to him so like probably oh, yeah, formed like, some sort of trust like some oh. sort yeah you're trust your therapist after session one if you like them isn't that sad oh my god that is terrible yeah so he enters a life of crime starts robbing people during his robberies he would like not only take stuff obviously but he would leave stuff behind and like move their shit around just to mess with their head yeah it like became a calling card yeah Um, so from there just escalated hence annie and the andrews family so apparently when Annie told him his, like on their date at the fair that her mom passed away, he like was way too excited about it. Ew. Like was asking her like, how um, did she suffer? Oh what yeah. Did, what did that. Annie, what did Annie feel like the moment she found out, like how'd she find out, like just like obsessed with it. And Annie was like, okay, this is inappropriate. It's making me real sad. We out. That's how she ended the date. Oh my God. I, that, that part, I can't, that sounds familiar. I remember that. Yeah. So effed up. So back to the murders. He's found in the dumpster where they probably should just close it and set it on fire. But he was arrested, sentenced to three life sentences for murder. Oof. He has since shown zero remorse. Yeah. And as Joe Turner, the author of the book, um, puts it, while clearly suffering from a multitude of personality disorders, LaPlante continues to show that he is a broken man beyond repair. Mm. 
Between 1988 and 2014, he attempted to sue the court several times for violating his religious rights as a practicing Satanist and for for denying him the materials he needed to do Satanic rituals. Mm. He tried to sue the courts several times. They're like, we've told you to go fuck yourself several times now. (laughs) It's not changing. (laughs) Our answer is the same. Eric, let's save you some time no yeah satanic rituals was a human sacrifice i know they're like you're already provide you a person no yeah can't do that you already did that and that's why you're here so hard pass fuck off get the hell out have a good day don't trip on your shackles on the way out so he's since been denied parole several times most recently in 2019 oh wow poor guy can't catch a break Next time he's up will be 2032, which I'm like, that's not far away. And I'm also like, he's not old. Yeah, I was about to say, wait, wait what's his last name? Let me Google him. LaPla- Danny LaPlante. L-E-P-L-A-N-T-E. He was born in 1970. He's like 52. He'll be going out for parole again in 10 years. Holy shit. But so when I was like, yeah, during that whole thing, mm-hmm. him living in the walls, I was like, wait, sorry. I know your parents were pieces of shit and he was like latchkey kid beyond belief. Like they really didn't care what he was doing. Clearly his dad was a There's piece of shit. There's no way he could get away with doing this for months, like living in walls and like torturing for close to a year. Like how did even like the work, like were they like, where are you? What are you doing? So that's what I asked. Yeah. And, and she, well, he probably like how to eat. Like he wasn't constantly in there. He snuck out. Well, that's what I thought. But like, if the neighbor was so in the know, what like when in the middle of the night? Then again, are the parents not like where the hell have you been? Oh yeah. Like is he that. sneaking out when they're school? Because then aren't the they're, they're like in a neighborhood and the neighbor knew very much what was going on. Wouldn't she be like, oh, I've been seeing a kid sneak out of there every day. So who knows? But Joe Turner's, I think Joe Turner's blog was the one that was like a lot. All of his, his crimes were when he was a minor. So a lot of it is you can't uh, see stuff like yeah. that. But this girl on Reddit who's writing a book called The Boy in the Walls. Uh, yeah, that so I was like, I definitely can't tell to say the name yet. Yeah, that would have given away. She said he was in and out of the house regularly. He often didn't stay overnight. Um, his mom wasn't particularly bothered what he was up to, nor with his, was his stepfather. So he lived with his mom and stepfather who didn't give a shit. Right. And there's a lot of details found that she said, but it was pretty much do what you want. But they gave a shit enough to send him to a psych- psychologist? Or was that court ordered? Court ordered. Oh, uh, probably court ordered. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know. Get it together, system. Get a right-minded psychologist. What perverts are you fucking... <sighs> well, I don't know who's hiring him. I don't know what happened with that, but... Isn't that My sad? God, that is awful. That is like your most trusted confidant of a hard childhood as a psychologist. And I'm not giving this guy any excuses because a lot of people go through shit and don't murder people. But God, that's a tough ass break as a kid. That is really sad. That's really sad. Makes me want to go wake up my baby and coddle him. I know. Well, you can. Uh, Well, it reminded me, I saw on my Reddit thread, well, on the true crime discussion on Reddit, mm-hmm. like a thread of like serial killers you feel bad for. And it reminded me of you saying you felt bad for <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. As well, it was a popular answer in that thread. Oh, it was. Because it's just one. It's you just got to listen to one interview. 
I don't know why. He's so ashamed of himself. Oh, I bet. That's why he only did it once and stopped. <laughs> You're right. You're right. No, I mean, I'm, he's dead. He's where he should be. But there's just something about he's just humiliated. He didn't even want to wear his glasses in court because he didn't want to be able to focus on any of the victim's families, which I'm like, you just like really came to terms with what a piece of shit you are. And he is a piece of shit, but... Oh, no, there was something like, oh, God, I feel bad for you. <laughs> okay. I thought he wasn't thinking that he was going to get famous from this. I don't know why. He's demented, but I'm not <sighs> sticking up for Jeffrey I'm Dahmer. just <laughs> about to say, I've had it I'm not sticking. sticking up for him. They're babies. No, his l- youngest victim was like 13. Anyone under the age of 35. <laughs> <laughs> It's me. Right, Getting we... there. Getting there. 17, 14, 20, 23, 24, 25, 19. 14. What's 14. Name? That's a baby. Uh, the youngest of his victims whom he did not kill was 13. Oh. <gasps> we have the same birthday. I know. We, I knew that. I did know that. Yeah. May 21st. Son. Gemini. Oh. Makes sense for him, Gemini. Oh, yeah, but our personalities were split into two different people. It's like, <laughs> we have the same personality. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, that was a good one. So that was Daniel Plant. That's why I didn't want to say who I was doing the story on, because I didn't want to be like, I'm going to tell you about Daniel Plant, because then you'd know that I whole know. wall story that it was home. But, yeah, people are the worst. Don't forget People that. are the worst, except for y'all. Y'all are the best. Yeah, y'all are the best. Please keep this going. I want to quit my corporate job. <laughs> For real. Same. JK. Uh, no, not JK. Real. Real talk. Real talk. Um, all right. Well, love you. <laughs> love you. Mean it. All right. Just remember, people are the worst. Tune in next week for a real good one. Ooh, okay. And all yeah. right. Twist and turns. Y'all are the best. People are the worst. See y'all next week. See y'all.